previously on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. This is Mr. Freddie Joe Farnsworth. Freddie, sir, how are you doing? So how long, because, um, you know, I know the people listening to this podcast, it's a World War II-based podcast, like, come on, get to it, get to it, come on, we want to talk about it, we got to talk about it, we got to talk, talk, talk about the Panda Brothers. Talk about Panda Brothers. So were you um, actively part of the the beloved boot camp for the cast that we hear so much about when it comes to Panda Brothers? Uh, no, I was the part of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you watch all the behind the scenes, it's all me chasing those guys around, you know, with the Ron Livingston Diaries and stuff. And I was fortunate, you know, I had Buck Compton, Winters, uh, Livingston, Garnier, uh, Liebga. I had a bunch of those. They were all in my platoon, so I had a lot of the main main guys that were – we were separated in three platoons, first and second platoon, of course, and then uh, – um, and then a weapons platoon as well. When it came to the boot camp, could you tell which one of the actors did some sport playing in high school versus the one that spent all their time in drama clubs? <laughs> <laughs> the, the finest school of acting. The What's the Scuttlebutt podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are found. You can also download the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast as well as all podcasts on the Digital 410 network at d-410.com. Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. Hold on, is one job. What did I fail at? You didn't tell me to record, man. Luckily... We only missed 20 seconds of the video. I'll have to yeah, capture it on YouTube uh, later. But Yeah, I don't even see it on Facebook right now. Yeah, it seems like it was a little laggy when I kicked it off. Um, hold on. There we go. Try that now. Refresh. There it goes. Yeah, that was weird. Restream.io was, was snagging up a little bit. But anyhow, for those of you continuing to join us in the preferred, preferably audible format, which is the... Uh, audible version on your favorite podcast app do us all a favor if you listen to us via itunes or apple Podcasts, if you will please go ahead and uh, give us a five-star ratings and a happy review and share us with a like-minded friend we are currently in the process of booking some guests and uh we want you guys around to enjoy the fun but speaking of fun how are you gordon i'm doing all right man i am doing all right i've actually been pushing myself lately at the gym i did <sighs> see i went Tuesday of last week, took Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday off, and then did three days in a row. Took off yesterday, hit this morning, and then we'll hit tomorrow night. So I'm getting back in the groove, mainly focusing on cardio right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important. And then maybe two days a week, I'll, I'll, I'll work on um, some of the uh, the lifting and whatnot. No, that's the ad- ideal thing, um, as you know. Going to the gym and lifting weights to lose weight is not the preferred method for losing weight you actually want to do the cardio for some reason i sound like i'm not coming through my right headphone but maybe it's because you definitely are yeah sounding good maybe maybe it's time to upgrade your studio headphones (sighs) i know you're holding on to the beats well i have those k and g's over there um i could put those on real quick i don't know just i don't know what is it's just my right ear is is quieter than the left yeah, you're just holding on to those headphones until they're dead. I, I get it. I just don't it. know why I can't find a replacement cable for the stupid thing. 
Is it just the standard cable? I mean, what, how, a, what is it? Is it like a 18.4? Is it a 14, you know, 22.6, 22.5? What is it? Well, it's a standard stereo cable on the end, but it locks in right here. And so this part's mm. kind of proprietary. It's a normal jack, but it has this locking mechanism to keep from pulling out. And so gotcha. if, if I can replace this, problem solved. See, I've been listening to things for so you These things are probably 10 Dude, years old. Dude, you got now. like five strands of tape on that. Five areas it's patched up. Well, that's well, actually six. That's because the... Um, oh, well, I was just doing a quick The, count, the casing so. dry rotted. The speakers are fine. It's just a stupid wire. Now, with that being said, those things are probably <laughs> close to seven, eight years old now. But I got to be able to find a replacement. Anyhow, so I got the AKGs on. The, the, the bass in them is definitely not as deep, and my actual voice sounds different. It's amazing how, you know, after all the years of being on stand handy using those ears and then using them here and then switching them, it takes a while to get used to your voice. Now, was the uh, mic compressed a little more di differently over there at the radio station? Because oh. I know that's one of the things a lot of... A lot of talent tries to do is they compress it so they sound a little deeper. Sound a little deeper. Now they well they obviously they deeper. got far superior equipment, you know, when it comes to compressing and all that stuff. Hold tight, please. Right now, Don Thank is yelling you. at somebody. <laughs> How long have we been I doing this? I think I heard feed, I heard I heard the talk back on no, that. No, she one. said sorry. How long have we been doing this out of my house? Well. Longer than I... she's been here, and she still can't learn on Monday <laughs> and Tuesday to, to shut up. Well, the problem is she has headphones on, too. She's hey, playing Xbox. I had this podcast before I had you. Yep. That's the new equivalent to, uh, I brought you in this world. I can take it out <laughs> But, uh, no, back to what you're saying. Obviously, going to the gym and doing cardio is by far the preferred method of losing weight and, uh, and then working on the gym. I've actually, after... All this time of starting my new line of work that uh, I have kind of it's flipped. It's your new old line of work, right? Yeah, I kind of flipped the table now. So this morning I did 20 minutes on my mixed fitness bike before I went to work. <laughs> Ye yesterday I got up and ran a mile before I went to work. And so now I'm trying to squeeze everything in in the morning. You sound like you're joining my thing. I go in the mornings during the weekdays. Well, that's kind of what I have Except to do. Except for Wednesday, and that's because I'm trying to get Katina to go at night. Well, Wednesday is going to be the first night of the week I don't have a podcast, and so I think that is going to become my gym night. That's going to be the night I start going back to the gym. So I've been doing there things around the house. i got the mixed fitness bike here. I can run. and uh, so, But I need to get back to the gym to work on my arm strength and all that stuff. Are we still not on Facebook? Nope, I'm I'm watching us. I'm even seeing the subtitles. Yeah, subtitles. We need subtitles to be are fun. Subtitled. And, Closed uh, caption yeah. for the hearing impaired. So yeah, I, I I tell you. So my schedule these days is I get up at the crack of four, uh -huh. which has been going on for a long time. On the days I go to the gym, I I do not putz around and you know hang out in the bathroom trying to wake up for a half hour. I head straight downstairs, get the doggo out. Let them go pee in the backyard before I take them for a quick walk. Take them for a walk, about uh, three-quarters of a mile. Then I, I pack up my shit, or hopefully, you know, my better half packs up my lunch. <laughs> and then I can Ma! get out the door. Ma, did you make my lunch? Get out the door. You know, I spent I need my lunch, Ma. Lunches. What's that? I, I, I was the one making our lunches for years. Okay. So it's, guess whose turn it is? Oh, how the tables turned have the tables. Yep. That's too lame. And uh, then I go to the gym for about an hour, then what? it's off to work. 
that's that's it but it does include a shower unfortunately i'm not a fan of showering at the gym but no get pregnant ain't driving feet. back home and that's one pregnancy it's hard to abort pregnant feet from the gym <laughs> i mean once you get the apple you know, it's so gross. i got the i got the shoes i got the shower slides I wear those. Have you ever, have you ever forgot them? So you find yourself standing in the shower yes, in your socks. I've, You're like, fuck the socks. No, I will drive I, home I barefoot. Just, I dog it with my feet if no, I got to. I throw my socks on the floor. But I've never had athlete's feet. Now, I'm wondering if... Or sacrifice your gym shirt. You're changing clothes anyhow. Well, throw your shirt on, on the floor. Hold on. Because it's so dry out here and the floors don't stay wet, I'm half wondering if there's not... The surface isn't... Um, prime for all that shit to continue to grow you know what i'm saying and they're always in there cleaning they're i picked up a case of pregnant feet from the gym it took me forever i like bought every over it took me forever to get rid of that shit you got paid child support on the <laughs> damn near <laughs> that's what they called it in jail pregnant feet. yeah they say hey put on your slippers you're gonna get pregnant feet <laughs> Like eighteen, look like the crow and walk around the workhouse on west side of uh, west side of Columbus and senior in high school being yelled at by guys getting ready to go to prison for life. Hey, uh, put on your slippers. You're gonna get pregnant feet. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Where are you going, pretty boy? That was the night Tupac died. You wonder why they always called it the pokey. That's the night Tupac died. Oh, is it now? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. You yep, were in yep, the yep. clink and Tupac died, and you had some shit on the shingle the next morning. Well, no, I just, it was funny because on all the TVs and news report and everybody in the jail, because you got to keep in mind, this is before he was a quote-unquote household name in the mainstream media. And so you had the super uptight white people mispronouncing his name. So everybody was making fun of the news. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's yelling, Tupac got shot. <laughs> making fun of all the newscasters all night. And where did that happen? Las Vegas. I don't buy that they... It's insane that after all this time, oh, we still don't know who did it. Really? That's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting? Even back then and even now, if you ever watch the video camera footage, it's always shitty. Oh, yeah. The yeah. only way they seem to be able to tell who somebody is by their walk. Now, myself, if I became a criminal, my walk and my gait, my stupid arms all the way out to the side would give me up in a fucking heartbeat. You know, it's funny you bring that up, because I was going to start talking about that last night on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. When you read Band of Brothers, you watch the miniseries on HBO, you hear them talking about how they train so much at night, they could tell somebody who it was just by their silhouette, the way they carried themselves, the way they wore their helmet. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of thought that was, you know, a little embellishment, you know, to to make those that's cute they're using a little hyperbole there nobody's that good to figure it out i'll tell you what i was going through youtube and uh this couple of guys i reenact with younger cats they they have a, a young youtube channel and they don't really edit they just kind of slap the stuff up there and his video starts out with the one cat second and third in line and his camera's mounted to his head and the guy in front of him i could just see the helmet his shoulders down to his waist and i was like that's Art Dernsheimer, because I have been reenacting with him so much and fought him through. And as the video produced, he cut me and turned around. damn it, it's a thing after all. Like, oh, it is a thing. I've been, <laughs> I've been working with this guy so often much that I can recognize him simply by the way he wears his helmet. Now imagine if his people that you 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 rucked, you know, you rucked with, you're in the same barracks with. Well, not only that. With, every, day, every minute you're awake. But to get back around. to what you were saying, when you see these super grainy footage, on a camera 
And the neighbor drops them or the friend from work drops like, how the hell did they recognize them? They recognize the gait. They recognize the way they walk, their movements. And like, oh, yeah, that's him. Not even seeing a the face. They just, they're around somebody enough every day or at the plant or, you know, wherever. That's their cousin. Yeah, that's him. I can tell just by the way he walks. In my opinion, and I don't play a uh, expert witness on television or a lawyer. I'm not one in real life. Is I, I think the only way they can really slam dunk any of these cases is if they do have facial recognition, which is proved to be flawed, mm-hmm. in conjunction with their gait and how they walk. And even that you know. without any physical evidence or you know a, a dead ringer. Because even... Even um, eye-to-eye, you know, witness identifications are more often wrong. They find that a lot of these cats who they're getting out of prison who spent like 20 years on death row or these 30-year sentences that were put in jail by an eyewitness statement. Turns out DNA proves them wrong. It just goes to show you like a huge majority of the eyewitness statements prove to be wrong. Ten people can watch something happen, and all ten people will see something different. Well, it's like that game... uh, you know, we used to play that game in school, kind of proving how rumors work. You played the telephone games. Teacher would yes, tell or, a kid or the in front of the class. Game. And we also call that religion. Anyway, no, there you go. Uh, not to piss off any religious people out there, but it is true. So I had an interesting night tonight before the show. Did you now? Uh, um, wind was low, so we rushed home just through the kayaks in the back. Jesus. I, I, I wish my wind was low. I haven't even had 70, dinner yet. 70 miles an hour yesterday. Yeah, no dinner. No, Yeah, so came home from work, no dinner, threw the kayak in the boat, went out, and it was dead. And we went to Gator Circle. The water is up four feet higher now from all the rain, which is Woo-hoo! great. And now Gator Circle is where Carrie bought, caught her personal best, a six-and-a-half-pounder. And we went out there, and she's worm-flipping, I'm worm-flipping. She's not really catching anything. And then she caught one. I'm throwing spinner baits. I'm throwing chatter baits. I'm trying to... Chatterbait. Is that a name of some creepy website? <laughs> Could be. I'm I'm been trying to stay away from the worm flipping just because you that's you pull in so many dinks with them. Just and, and dinks are fun to catch. You know, I'll I'll throw full income though, kids. Dinks. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw. Uh, I'll try to throw. Well, now that I started fishing, that was a good I, band from. A well, I was going to say if you remember what was on the cover of that album. Small fish. A really small bass. That's what they call small bass. They're called dinks. Um, so you learned something today, even though that was. T- 30 years ago now. But anyhow. I also learned that the Black Keys are from Ohio today, too. Didn't know that. Um, Starset are from Hilliard. And, um, Don't even know who they are. They're a rock band. And uh, 21 Pilots is from Dublin. You know where Filter's from? Columbus. Cleveland. Makes sense with their sound. You can hear little nine-inch nails in there. But back to the story. Um not catching anything, and so it's getting dark, and I throw on the old Guggen Revolver. Now, the last few days I've thrown the Guggen Revolver, which is a top water. It floats on top, makes a, it has a little propeller, makes a bunch of noise. Past couple days, I haven't caught shit on that thing. Um, it's thrown in the wheel gun, huh? And this, the last five times I've fished this lake, I haven't caught anything worth a fuck all. So I caught one fish tonight. I almost had two. But the one fish I caught, is now second place in my personal record. Still below Carrie, so my first place is above Carrie's at eight and a half. Carrie has she's she's still chasing. Carrie has six point five. I cast this thing out tonight on a uh, TikTok live stream. I'm reeling, reeling, nothing. Cast it, reeling, reeling. Thing did not hit it hard. It just kind of came up and gulped it, and it went down. It's like, ooh, I got some. And I was like, this thing's putting up a fight. Ugh. I was like, either got a 
create a tilapia or maybe a a gar. Tilapia don't hit on top. Or I mean, maybe a gar. Pole went straight down. Now this is the same setup I caught the eight and a half pounder on. Pole okay. went straight down. Boat spun around. Pulling my drag out. I'm got to adjust my drag. It's running my line out. Reeling it back in. Pulled in a five point four five pound largemouth bass on a top water tonight. The thing is badass. And um, if you guys are watching live, you can go on my D train page. I posted the photo. It's up on my Instagram now. So now my top three or four and a half, which we caught over in the other lake, five and a half, which is caught in the same lake as carry six and a half, and I got an eight and three quarter. So yeah. I have nowhere to go but 10 pounds now. You know, uh, one thing that surprises me, I don't think you've pushed out a fishing shirt yet, have you? No. Um, interestingly enough, when you watch the video of me catching the eight and three quarter pounder, there's a camera view where... Um, I don't have a net, and so I have my pole in my right hand, and I'm reaching out with my left hand with the lip locks to grab this fish, and the pole's arcing over my head, and I pulled it in. Well, I've, I've taken that that shot, and it's become the new title screen for the Poles and Paddles YouTube channel. Mike and I were talking about trying to make that into a silhouette and make that into a logo because it's a pretty badass logo. You just see the arc of the fishing pole going over my, you know, it's kind of like my skateboarding style spread eagle stuff. Right. But, so we might try to turn that into a fishing shirt. There you go. Do it like just a silhouette. Perfect. So, yep, five, uh, five and a half pounds. That was a good a time, a good ripper. We've talked in the past. I was hoping to bring Adam on tonight, otherwise known as Social Outcast, but he's in Arizona and he doesn't have good signal, which would explain why he wasn't in my... Oh, by the way, Mike, the guy who watched me catch the eight-pound bass, he came in like five minutes after I caught that. I was like, oh, where were you five minutes ago? Right. But we've talked on the podcast, especially when it comes to fashion. I've always said... Fashion! Fashion. Fashion. Milk. Fashion industry has to be one of the easiest industries to work in. I'm not saying the predictor's easy. I'm saying all you got to do is learn from history. Mm-hmm. And the key, at least to me, ingredient of fashion, fashion. Is, is to look through the newspaper of what was good 30 years ago or 20 years ago and make it fashionable. The, alter it a little bit and make it new. What is old is new again. Mm-hmm. Much like my haircuts from 1923. I remember being a teenager and uh, flared pants coming back and mom saying, ah, that's what we had in high school. Yep, because bell bottoms are back. I said, don't call them bell bottoms. 20 years later, Days and Confused came out. You had that 70s show. So in the 90s, we were reliving our parents' youth of the 70s. And then obviously, we've a couple years back, you know, some of the, the tiered denim skirts from the 80s came back. Some people were trying to push the peg roll, tight roll pants. That didn't really pass off. No, but broads are wearing those high-waisted pants. That I'm those just, are so unflattering. They are. I they know do, they don't wear them for us. But I know you like, don't got a belly, but it makes you look like you got a belly. I know. It's like I know you, you ain't doing it for us, but they're just, they make you look 20 pounds heavier than you are. And it's also showing your, you know what, downstairs. Your fumpa? <laughs> mm, maybe sometime a moose knuckle. So uh, for, I don't know, maybe the last year or so. And um, first time I seen him, Lunkers was wearing a pair on the boat. And Carrie's like, oh, he's got Hey Dudes on. I like Hey Dudes. I'm like, hey. hey, dude. Hey, oh, hey dude. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's, there's, I, I can't really see him. I hadn't seen him in person. Now, Carrie, being a fourth grade teacher, she has those kids who, you know, the, the popular ones who are on the vanguard of latest trends. And so she saw some Hey Dudes in person. And so she liked age, them. When I was in middle school, that would have been Zeke Haverichis, mm-hmm. guest jeans, and and uh, her cousin Dave, her brother-in-law David, who we've had on the show, the guy who catches all the big fish. He's a 
he's a cracker. Him and his kids wear them, and his now his wife wear them. Cracker, a, a saltine cracker, a Florida cracker, Florida cracker, Pont, the the yep, Florida cracker. And so he they have a pair of hay dudes, and Carrie really wanted a pair, so I got her a pair for Christmas. And so when we were out eighth grade dress shopping the other day. Oh, shit. How Which, by that? the way, Diplomat Middle School, you think maybe, possibly, could be if parents are going out and buying expensive-ass dresses, you might want to put the dress code on your website so we're not buying a dress that you won't let them in the goddamn dance with. Why do I need to go out and pull down the dance eighth-grade dance dress code for Three Oaks Middle School, which is 45 minutes away from here? Just saying. Um. So Coming we're at Dillard's, of all places. Ooh! And I was walking through, and I came across the display of Hey Dudes for men. Hey dude. And I found a pair. I was like, oh, those are pretty cool. And so I picked up a pair. And this is what a hey dude looks like for those of you who don't live in Florida. I'm sure they're popular in other places, but these are kind of a Florida lifestyle shoe. They're they're real light. They're all pretty much cotton. Have like a foam foam. You know, they're they're cool. They're nice and comfortable. Mm. You see that top? Yep. Look look like anything you've seen before? Show it to me again. Uh, with the light, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the shoes Grandpa, uh, Papa used to wear, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I put them on and I had flashbacks to when I lived in two, uh, Long Beach in 2000. Now, for the last, oh, I don't know, 17, 18 years, Carrie's been telling me my DVS corduroy slip-ons are ugly as hell and I need to get rid of them. I tried 20. I've, I had them since I lived in California. These are the DVS slip-ons. <laughs> now, these are a little oh, flatter. Oh, shit, you got the close cousin. Same same kind of cut, same stitching on the toe. The only difference is they have an outdoor sole, and these are indoor slippers, and they put these little... So she cords. likes out, she likes the Hey Dudes, but she doesn't like the DVS. Well, that and the DVSs are corduroy, and, 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 <laughs> and they do remind me of like, the shoes Paul Paul wore. They're basically the shoes that Debo wore on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn! Was, hey, hold on. Before we go any further, remember how I said... Because you went to Dillard's, right? Yeah. I said, always try to check out a Dillard's outlet. There's actually one in Fort Myers and Cape Coral. That's where you can find the tall stuff that doesn't make you look like a lampshade. That's mm-hmm. normally 70, 80 bucks for 15. That's where I get all my uh, fishing shirts. You go to Dick Sporting Goods. You go to Bass Pro Shop. You go to any quote-unquote name brand place. One of those fishing shirts I work retail for $40, $60. I go to Bell's Outlet and buy them for $12 all day long. There you go. And they're not hook, but, you know, they're just, they're there and they fit. And they definitely do a lot better of keeping my ass out of the sun. But anyhow, so I just kind of goes to show you, anything old is new again. Oh, I lied. They don't have one there. It's in Bonita Beach. Yeah, that's about Boynton. 45 minutes. Boynton, I'm about, sorry, Boynt, Boynton uh, Beach. Boynton Beach. No, that's nowhere near. Jacksonville, O-C- O-C-O-E-E. No. Orlando and Port Richie. No, Port Richie's probably the closest, but that's still like driving to Tampa to buy, buy clothes. Yeah, nah, you're not saving money. Nope. At that point, you are not. Especially with fuel prices being at a record high. Now, Gordon pointed out this advertisement for me, and we're going to play it, let you guys enjoy it in all its beauty, and then we'll talk about commercials and how they're a reflection on society. Hi, hon. Hi, honey. Wife is scoping him walking in the house. Very horror movie camera angle. Axe flies at him down the stairs, Home Alone style. Oh, hey, Snowball. 
dog has a stick of dynamite in his mouth. <laughs> Throws it out the door. Son sitting at the island Nerd reading alert. a book. Hello, father. You know, Socrates said. Son rigged a steak knife inside the refrigerator on a, on a wily coyote style esque spring loaded mechanism. Flew across, hit the wedding photo, stabbed the father right in the face. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll talk later. Arrow flies to his soda from the daughter trying to kill him. Ladder. Life insurance so good, they're gonna want you dead. I love you too, guys. But seriously, intentionally killing a policyholder will void all life insurance benefits. He's using his Dexter Morgan voice. To me, that just goes to show how popular true crime podcast and investigation discovery is. Well, and not to mention when we were children, we always heard, you know, watching shows and that growing up is she killed them for the insurance. Mm -hmm. She killed them for the insurance. So they've actually taken it and run with it in a commercial. And they added humor to it. But yes, yeah, definitely, I think if, because like on the weekends, Carrie just watches Investigation Discovery like all day long. Oh, she's plotting, bud. Well, and that's kind of the <laughs> thing I, well, maybe we brought up last week was like, there's a, some people believe that the type of video games a young youth plays has an Wait, can, effect can on the way they grow up. Can I guess? Sure. GTA? Some people, at least in the 90s, speculated that if your child listened to Kiss or Wasp or Danzig or Marilyn Manson, they were saint worshippers and they were going to kill their parents. Is these the same people who thought that if a kid played Dungeons and Dragons, they were worshipping Satan? Yes. And that it could cause a kid to commit suicide. But interestingly enough, we say, hey, you want to sit around and watch TV shows about people dying all day long? Go ahead. It has no impact on your conscience whatsoever. And speaking of which, speaking of true crime podcast, as a podcaster myself, I appreciate the value of trying to advertise your podcast on a podcast that has a hell of a lot more listeners than yours do and you're paying the money to get that luxury and that benefit. But seriously, folks, chances are if you're listening to this podcast via your phone in your car, you're probably listening to it either on the way to work, on your way at lunch, or on your way home from work. Chances are if you're like me or Gordon, you listen to your podcast habitually as you start your day in the morning. Last week I got up, did 30 minutes on the mixed fitness bike. Oh, the other thing I've been doing, I've been doing the cold shower. Walking in the shower, just turning that shit on cold. Screaming for 30 seconds and heat myself up. Waking up the whole house, are you? No, because Carrie's already gone and Sariana sleeps through a goddamn tornado. Um, rewind. But, oh, yeah. So last week I got up, did 30 minutes on the mixed fitness bike, took my cold shower. And do, 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 do. No, that's the wrong song. But anyhow, I had to say it was a good day. Hop in the old vehicle, turn on a podcast. And before the podcast starts, there's an advertisement for another podcast. And in this true crime podcast, they go into great details how he's on a lifelong mission. And they're playing oh, interview clips. Wait, wait. I think I know which one you're talking about. Playing interview clips because he wants to get to the bottom of what, Gordon? Who killed his grandmother? Worse. Who did what to his grandmother? Raped and killed his Brutally grandmother. Brutally raped. That's right. 
7 in the morning, driving down the street, having a good day. Canaries are singing, rainbows in the sky. La da 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 da. I was not trying to bring everybody that I far. need to find Bertha and Gina were on their way to the store when they were apprehended and brutally raped for 33 hours. It's like, do I got to hear grandma rape advertisements first thing in the morning? Can you at least put it near the end of the show after we're laughing, after we've been acclimated, not the hit play? Grandma rape and murder. We got to find out who raped and murdered my grandmother. Thanks for bringing me down. What demographic listens to this? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, And does it make them nervous Nellies in their life? This well, no, because this demographic I would have to say is probably sixty-five percent dudes between the ages of thirty-five and sixty. No, that's this isn't a female-based female podcast. This isn't—I wasn't listening to you know the podcast about podcast. This is uh, the <laughs> podcast that she's anchored with, with the old grumpy old man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. I just want to listen to some comedy. About- First thing in the morning, I hear in-depth interviews, and they're playing clips where. You know, the, the hoax is crying. I didn't realize how scary this was. It's like, dude, I don't need to hear about your grandma getting raped. <laughs> Not first thing in the morning. Matter of fact, I don't think you need to hear about it. Yeah. That's probably not cathartic. No. Not what you're expecting. You know, at first you kind of had the, the family helpful. lore. You're probably seeing a goddamn shrink right now. I was going to say, you probably had the family lore, maybe a few newspaper clippings, the question, oh, yeah, your grandma was raped. And mur-. Now you're getting witness statements and talking to the cops who are on the crime scene. It's like looking at you're crime scene You're not going to unseed any of this shit. No. Why would you? Uh, uh, why would you torture yourself? Uh, I can't even watch kids get hurt on a skateboard anymore. That's turning into a woman, apparently. But <laughs> He is a woman. He's a woman to me. So I don't know. We'll see if that's fixed here in the next few weeks. But um, <laughs> well, going to get your ball drops. Grandma huh? rape. Oh, no, I can, they're dropped. Uh, mix, I scratch grandma rape off the old list here. It's going to look like Johnny Knoxville's old man balls if I don't fucking hurry together. So for those of you who've been listening to me for a while, and even back in Stan Haney days, you may remember it a few times when my daughter was on the air. She lived with us. She worked down here, and then she... Worked for me for a while, then worked at Starbucks and a few other... And my heel hit the power button and the computer started to shut down. Luckily, it hit cancel, but the audition stopped recording. Fucking heels, everything from wrestling to shoes. So welcome back for those of you uh, listening online. You just heard a quick time gap there. That's where my audition stopped recording, So where I accidentally hit the power button with my shoe, but anyhow. Oh, so anyhow, I was talking about my daughter. I'll rewind a little bit. So for those who've been listening a long time, listen to me on Stan Handy. Remember, my daughter was in town. She worked with me for a while. She worked at Starbucks, blah, 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 blah. Her and her boyfriend moved out of Florida and back to Ohio about a little over a year ago, I'd say. Yeah, give or take. It was right in the middle of the pandemic because it was too expensive to live down here. Can't rent a house or even an apartment for less than fucking $1,500 a month. Sadly, Carrie and I have been noticing every time we go out kayaking in these canals, we prefer the undeveloped canals because the fish like to hang on under the trees. Every time we go out, there's a new lot cleared off, new concrete seawall going in. We're just less losing, trees, less trees, less wind blocks. And it's hard to say, you know, another two years, there's, we're not going to have any undeveloped seawalls of fish. But I bring that up to bring this up from Wink News as of May 4th. Fort Myers takes second in GF. Uh, sorry, Fort Myers takes second place in FGCU study of most overvalued rental markets. Rental prices are through the roof, but how high are they in Southwest Florida? 
a newly found FGCU study looks at the country's top 25 most overvalued. That's the key word, overvalued. So basically, you're, you're getting ripped off. Rental markets. The top five most overvalued cities were all in Florida. Fort Myers is ranked second. According to the study, the average price of, for rent in Fort Myers, Florida is more than $2,000 a month. If you want to buy a house or rent an apartment in Fort Myers, be ready to empty your wallet. Tessa Moran is a college student at Florida Gulf Coast University, and when she heard Fort Myers was ranked the second most expensive housing, quote, that's a little scary, I won't lie. FGCU professor Shelton Weeks, a Lucas professor of real, a Lucas professor of real estate who was part of the study, was shocked by the results. I knew it would be close to the top based on numbers, and I heard from people having their rental rates increase when the lease was renewed. But it surprised me that it was actually number two, said Weeks. In the last year, the price of single-family homes in Lee County went up 24%. In Charlotte County, they went up 38%. In Collier County, the increase was 25%. All three counties saw prices go up, but sales dropped. Imagine that, supply and demand. You can demand it, but we can't afford to supply it. When you combine that with the increase of cost of construction, then purchasing becomes less of an option, forcing people to stay in the rental markets much longer, said Weeks. Yeah, supply chain. I think That's Cape so Coral bad. just announced they're going. They're getting caught up on the backlog of um, permits. The study has Moran wondering if staying in Florida is even worth it. For college students, you have to take it into account. What you're paying right now might not be the same next year or in three years. You really have to budget your money now. And kind of plan ahead, he said. Now, I've been saying for years, it's hard to get anywhere in a single-income family. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you and three roommates, you and a girlfriend, you know, if you're a young cat or even in your 20s and 30s, trying to survive in 2022, but trying to survive in Vegas, Florida, California, New York, uh, Illinois, in a single-income family is so hard to do. I, I tell you, I've been looking around just for shits and giggles to see what markets were even in Columbus and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Ain't much different. According to FGCU studies, now this is interesting, they're, they're tying Miami and Fort Lauderdale into one, otherwise we'd be third place. According to the FGCU study, uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale are ranked first. <laughs> they got to manipulate the numbers. Huh? Yep. They're ranked, Miami and Fort Lauderdale are ranked first, right before Fort Myers. If you'd like to see the complete rundown, here it is. But yeah, so studies are proven out, man. It's I just had a house built across the street from me. Uh, they're building all over my neighborhood. Like I said, all the all the um, seawalls are being built up all over the place. It's definitely booming down here. It's it's a I don't know if you'd say it's a buyer's market anymore. It, it it's very reminiscent of when I moved down here before the bubble crash in two thousand eight. And when the the housing bubble crashed, it really affected this area because we were we were a big part of that bubble. Yeah, well, same with Vegas. Now, what's interesting is in two thousand fifteen. The housing market is starting to come back. And I, I told Katina, I said, we need to buy something now if we're going to ever afford it. Mm-hmm. Glad we did because our house is about a quarter of a million then and it's probably worth almost half a million now. Wow. Isn't that amazing, so, though, to think that... But where am I going to go? Yep. Yeah. It's not like you work from home all day and you can work from anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So, And then to talk about supply chain, I don't know if I talked about this. Electrical panels... You know, Could you get rid of that out of your mouth? The the breaker box. Square D. Oh, all of them. Can run up to 16 weeks to get now. Wow. 
And that's just for stamped aluminum. <laughs> and, and, and and distribution boards with bigger can run up to a year. Yeah. So it's it's, it's uh, I'm wondering when things are going to choke off. It's 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 getting stupid. Mm-hmm. Now it's just pushing these uh, general contractors to push the owners to go ahead and get everything released right away just to get material, even if the project's down the road, just so we can have it in time to make the uh, to make the um, <clears throat> schedule. Yeah, I can Cause, imagine. Because once they go, they've got so long to pay, and then they got to start paying money for their space that they're leasing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a big problem. Yeah, it's they got to do something. Now, interestingly enough, I was kind of talking on um, this is going to be loud. This is a- yeah, it's going to be loud. I knew that. Um, I was talking on TikTok Live tonight. Someone was saying, you know, why is the cell phone signal has been kind of shitty lately? I said, well, I know they just rolled out the 5G here. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking a few mo- months back is why – why is the government getting involved? Why is it such a big deal that we get this 5G rolled out? You know, they're having problems where airports... They got you and get your cancers and stuff. Talking about how airports are kind of becoming problematic because these cities are trying to roll out their 5G as mandated and, you know, they're having these hang-ups and they've got to make... And then the government's wanting this. It's like, well, why does the government give a shit so much? Well, I found out why the government gives a shit so much and... I'm sure the tinfoil hat community has their hypothesis, as Gordon just alluded to. But the real, well, the publicly accepted reason is um, the Biden administration just passed, or in the process of passing a new bill that would mandate that the major internet providers, your Comcast, your Cox, your Verizons, your T-Mobiles, make internet available for low-income housing at a maximum price of $30 a month. So how and are you going to do this? bandwidth. And how are you going to do this? You're going to put Comcast modems in everybody's homes? Well, they kind of tried that. That's why Comcast modems, you know, broadcast two signals. Well, that's fine if you live in New York or Chicago where you're walking down the street, jump from one Comcast modem to the next. But when you live in a sparse area like I do or like Gordon does, where the houses are closer than, you know, further than 10 feet apart, it's, it's really. I wish I had ten feet. It's really not that. Yeah, but what I mean is, you drive your your phone just it, it would continuously disconnect. It wouldn't maintain the pass through that Comcast tried to generate, and so the only feasible way of doing this is to push out five G so you can provide the bandwidth and support the new technology. Because as I was also saying, a few years back they came out IP version six because for a long time we we're using IP version four. And IP version 4 was basically IP set addresses, four octets made up of three numbers. And it ranged anywhere between 0 and 255. Now you can't, oh, I'm sorry, 254. You can't use 1 and you can't use 255 because 255 is the last number in that octet. And 1 is usually dedicated to your gateway device, whether it's your router, your modem, whatever. And so they took that and they had three different types. You had a class A, class B, a class C. Class C is what your internal devices use, your 192s, your 168, your blah, blah, blah. The class A and Bs are the ones your internet provider offer, the 69 dots, whatever. Well, they done ran out of those fucking numbers. We have so many devices in the world that they, mathematically, they ran out of numbers. And so they came out with version, IP version 6, which uses numbers and letters. So now your pool, randomize your numbers and letters, is a hell of a lot wider. But once again, with everybody having internet-connected devices... Sooner or later, we're going to run out of IP addresses again. And so at some point, they're going to have to come up with a new way of signing 
IP, you know, unique identifiers for devices get on the internet. And the only way you're going to keep up with that is through 5G and future technology. So you don't want to be caught with your pants down. But yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with this new mandate they're going to try to push out, regulating that uh, that providers offer up. And that's something actually Obama tried to push out originally. That was part, and we've talked about this in the past, when Comcast went to buy out NBC, that was part of the agreement that the government made them agree to before they would allow them to do that, which was to start down this road of providing internet for low-income housing. Have you seen what some of these 5G towers look like? No. um, Well, yeah, kind of. They look like a light pole with a big, tall can on the top of them. Yeah. They're literally built into the light poles. But the other places would come in handy. Literally. The other places would come in handy are the moms of the world. Our mom lives in a small town called Warsaw, and the population's so small that these bigger companies, your these big internet providers, that they don't run data to a lot of these areas because there's not enough houses to justify the cost of labor and material. And when they do get it, it's overpriced and spotty at best. Yeah, and that's because it's all hung by from the telephone poles instead of underground. So anytime the wind blows or you get a storm. And so for the past couple of years, the city of Warsaw, they basically got a big tower and they broadcast internet. And so now put it on the highest hill. Yeah. And then you just get a, a, a little router and kind of a rain, uh, an antenna to put outside. And instead of paying Comcast or whoever, she just pays the city of Warsaw for internet. 5g probably. I know uh, T-Mobile's doing 5G internet for home now. Yeah, and so uh, back to that, you know, when 5G gets rolled out in these big-ass towers, then these, you know, the small municipality will lose money on the, the services they're providing, but more people will have the ability to get internet in their rural areas, which has been an issue for years. That's why people, for the longest time, the only real choice you had before cell phones was, I think, HughesNet, which came through satellite, and that was wicked slow. And then you've got Elon who says, here, hold my rocket ship. And, uh, you know, with the Starlink. And Yeah, but even that's being held up right now, I guess. Uh, they're running in Ukraine, which, you know, he's got well, a little helps bit of us here. on. <laughs> well, what's nice is the fact that he's stepped up and he doesn't care what Russia says. Yeah. There's some interesting tweets that's come out about that one. Um, uh, sounds like he's kind of being threatened. But, uh, you oh, know, boy. they like, do that. He's worried. So, uh, so I saw something interesting today. I was going to use it as a news story, but I can actually go ahead. I'm loading a soundboard. I was going to do a TikTok lesson of the week, but when the computer tried to shut down, it closed on my soundboard. So go ahead. This was in from Business Insider. Apparently, downed Russian fighter jets are being found with basic GPS units taped to the dashboards. Mm -hmm. Like a Garmin from like four years. Well, I knew that um, Google Maps. Well. One thing I learned, I never really thought about, gave much thought to, but what a lot of us learned during when the Ukraine thing kicked off is that GPS is brought to you in part by the United States government, and so they don't offer those to other countries. Well, and it's it's more than that. So these wrecked fighter jets are being found with rudimentary GPS receivers. Like Tom Toms from 2001. In Ukraine, because their inbuilt navigation systems are so bad Mm -hmm. that they have to do this. And these are jets that were built... In the '90s, these are the Su-34s. So uh, <laughs> having a, you know, this Tom. is their top. This is their top fighter jet. They right? got a, one of them. They got a Tom Tom handheld taped to their thing that has been updated in five. I don't even know if you can get an update for Tom Tom. That was like our first GPS carried by a Tom Tom. 
actually uh the um foresters in uh factory unit is powered by tom tom yep no, they were, i tell you what it kind of sucks well they were the first um i think tom tom was the first commercially viable mm-hmm. and then i think garmin came on the scene because Garmin was doing fishing, you know, marine shit for years before but, that. But they were actually doing aviation uh, yeah. stuff way before that. But TomTom Tom started the the personal, the, the GPS equivalent to the personal computer. Yeah. So what's interesting, they're also finding vehicles uh, with 1980s paper maps of Ukraine in them. <laughs> and that soldiers were using time logs guide. for makeshift protections on these logistical trucks. <sighs> and, of course, they've attached the cope cages to their their tank so i'm really beginning in the last few weeks to think russia's kind of i actually used the word paper tiger and then heard somebody else use it later they've been kind of not what we think now Mm -hmm. what's scary you see you see all these unexploded missiles and ordinances Mm -hmm. laying around Well, that's common though i mean every time they dig in germany or you know they're still finding artillery from World War One over in France so i mean it's common i'd like to see how many of our ordinances and smart bombs have uh, not been exploded in, in in afghanistan but what's also interesting is they believe they've gone through all their most most if not all of their smart bombs now they're re- resorting to the older soviet style dumb bombs right that's yep. why they're hitting all their everything apparently they're using those super sketchy the ones that have like they're kind of like the buckshot equivalent of a bomb where they have all the little sp- helicopter like spears on them a blunder bust yeah they're basically they explode and they just release all these little arrows and just mm. so uh and it sounds like you know there's some some uh uh spy game type stuff going on basically where united states is our uh our covert network thinks that putin's gonna dig in for the long haul on this thing and uh who knows which way he's gonna go mm. and that's the thing that worries me about him is he may just get back in a corner and be so embarrassed that he may opt to do something stupid with the big n-word and i was watching some of the stuff from his wait a minute he said the n-word nuclear oh i thought you talking about the other n-word the bigger there's a lot n-word. of n-words out there right the bigger n-word so, yes the bigger yeah the, the world changing n-word um nuclear. i was watching so there was a couple things I, that i found interesting and you might think this is interesting too back in the day stalin basically Gave credit to the United States because this is his victory, their victory day, right? Yeah. That Stalin back in the day said if it wasn't for United States Lend Lease Program, yeah. Russia would have lost World oh, War II. Without a fact, without a doubt. Because um, the war started in 39, and uh-huh. our country was so against it because they were so worn out from the amount of money, damage, and life lost in World War I. We, we had a big. Our political landscape back then was crazy. You had the isolationist. You had the American Nazi Party. You know, you know, everything was just super crazy, and people didn't want to get involved. But, you know, we feel like we we owe our allies, and so how we kind of bootstrapped the situation is we did the Lend Lease program, and which is what we're trying to do now with Ukraine. Not only did we do the Lend Lease program, but we kind of very sneakily said, hey, we'll send some pilots over to fly your jets, your planes, not your jets, but your planes. So we'll 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 lend you some pilots too, because hypothetically we're in your where your aircraft, you know. They're getting, so but anyhow they, and so but what the funny thing is is yeah they're they're saying if it wasn't for the Americans we wouldn't have won the war. Well if um 
Patton had his way, <laughs> um, we would have just continued on into Russia after we took care of the Germans because Stalin was just as bad. He was killing oh, yeah. just as many gypsies, Jews, and and all that. They had their own form of the final solution over there, but luckily he died when he did. So let's back up. I had a thought when you talked about American pilots piloting the aircraft. Mm-hmm. So this is probably a long stretch. We've been retiring all these A-10 Warthogs. What if they get pilots who have <coughs> retired or in private? Yeah, that's what they'll have to do. send them over there in the A-10s? That would just decimate Russia. Yeah, that, I mean, we're already seeing, you know, infantry and civilians alike going over there and, you know, and donating their time. The, the only way they could do that without getting, you know, red tape would be to have retirees do it because, you know... Yeah, we're going to give you these A-10s, and we're going to give you some of these uh, these armor-piercing rounds and this badass cannon that this basically is the plane. And here's some here's here's a list of uh, quote unquote contractors you, who might you be want to... you want to turn Russians into pink mist real quick. I think I may want to preempt this video <laughs> with this. Now, this is a lesson for you, those of you listening. Um, you have to listen to the context of what they're saying and why they're saying it, to understand why they're saying it, and to find the humor. He did it again, caused trouble, hurt someone's feelings. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. For the first time in political United States history, as far as they can find on record, for the very first time ever, was there a Supreme Court leak of a oh, potential plan change of a policy that hadn't been voted on, just the talks. The Supreme Court used to be held in such high esteem that all the people... It was people, an, an opinion, right? The people who worked in these areas, the, the peons, the interns, the legal aides, whatever, everybody kind of respected the the clout of the Supreme Court. So everybody had decorum. And so when they were considering doing things and writing up things, you kept your fucking mouth shut. You didn't go run into the local newspaper. You sure as shit didn't go, you know, yelling it in the town square. You kept your mouth shut until things were mulled over because you want these judges to take into account every legal aspect without having, I'm sure they still have some third parties because, you know, it is politics and, you know, follow the money. But, you want, and snitches get stitches. You want the minimum amount of third-party intervention on these decision-makings. Right. And so apparently, word got out that they're considering the legal, reconsidering the legality of Roe versus Wade. They haven't made a decision. They were just pondering it. The question came up, and they were talking about putting on the old reading glasses and uh, pretending to dig in for a while. And so now... As some people say should be, or some people say shouldn't be, people are upset. You know, we just we just came off of being mandated what we can do with our bodies and wearing masks, and now we don't want that. (laughs) But this great, this is a great little TikTok. It is there's comedy involved. So before you get offended and email us at info at d-410.com, listen to what he's saying and see if you can find the similarities and the jokes in this week's TikTok Lesson of the Week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok Lesson of the Week. 
the message for liberal white women. Look, nobody's coming for your abortions, okay? What we really want is common sense abortion control. That means mandatory background checks with mental health assessments, along with entering a national registry for abortions and paying a $200 tax stamp that could take up to one year on a wait list to receive. We would seek to outlaw assault abortions occurring after the first trimester, along with high-capacity abortions, including twins and triplets. And ultimately, we would like to limit the number of abortions any person can have because nobody needs more than one abortion. This is a message for liberal white women. Look, And no. this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. The funny thing is, the great thing about that is it's a woman duetting the original video. And she's just laughing her ass off. I And I, I did hear one, uh, the guy talked about, you know, where's the men and, what, you know, why aren't they talking about it? And he just shows all these pictures of, you know, no uterus, no opinion. You know, just all the women saying the, the guys don't have a, an opinion. They, they but that doesn't matter anymore. You can just identify as a woman, and then all of a sudden you're a woman, and you can well, see, touch this, on the subject. No and that's intended. what's interesting. So, and I'm not going to say where I feel on this whole deal because, quite honest, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think this kind of case can totally upset this whole argument about multiple genders and gender, just you know, identity yeah. and. Well, the and interesting so thing is, so too... Let's go tip that apple cart right over. Well, the, the thing is, too, that's a little not concerning and surprising. We have talked a lot over the last four or five years about the fundamental of federalism. How a California, Washington, a Nevada, Ohio, and all these other states finally, after all these years, said, fuck it, marijuana is legal. Do what you want. Do it responsible. We're going to treat it like alcohol. It's legal. All the while, the United States federal government saying, hey, marijuana is still scheduled one narcotic, and it's still illegal. So how is this done? Through the majesty of federalism. Federalism states that each state, each town, each municipality has its own ecosystem, has its own economy, has its own people who have their own needs, own environment. And so who better to decide what the people living in a particular geographical area need in their lives than the state and local bodies who govern them and I, so and, and, go ahead and i'm i'm totally with you i'm still kind of back on that whole gender thing uh did you hear what's going on in um oregon well hold on let me yeah, hold, yeah let me let me get to my final point though what's crazy about them getting upset about them talking about whether or not this is legal there's no potential for the supreme court to say it's free across the land or you can't do it across the land they're ba from what i understand yeah. if they change the direction on this they're basically going to say it's much like the up marijuana the it's up to the state and so it's if not like, like it's going to say we're it's you know if you live in a state and you don't want abortions it's tough shit you got to do them no it's going to be much like everything else it's up to the state so if you live in if you live in a bible belt and you think there's that's a necessity in your future you may want to relocate just like and if you live in or if you're a person who lives there right and and it's actually going to bring in i hate to say it t medical tourism exactly because nevada is a state where it's basically written in the constitution now that uh you know uh, that abortion is totally legal so People, i can now see uh texans coming there Arizona. If it doesn't happen in vegas it'll stay in vegas type fucking ads and it's the same thing as this guy was jetting out the firearms you know it's the same people who live in super restrictive states they got to go across the border to get their firearms 
The only difference is to, so the only difference my, is is when you leave the state to get an abortion, you won't get arrested when you cross back over. Actually, so what goes what I found out here, and and I know that the federal government is kind of the Supreme Court's kind of poo pooing California's uh, weapons bans lately, which is good. But if you show up in the state of Nevada to buy a firearm and you don't have and you have a California license, they are not allowed to sell it to you. Period. How? Huh? How? Uh, there's all sorts of shenanigans and undercover shit going on. Because but legally, it shouldn't matter, but I get, I'm sure there's some there's money some involved. There's some agreements somewhere and some money's involved. But yeah, because I was talking to a few of them, they're like, no, they, they're like, literally will have people checked out as soon as they hit that border across, you know, and then it comes back on us and... And this and that, which I don't understand how, but that's one of the things. So I still see all these these cats coming into town, driving around for over a year or two with Cali tags. I'm like, I bet they can't legally buy a firearm. I think, I may be wrong on this, but last I checked, I think our cousin's wife, even though she has been in Kentucky for at least 28 years, still has Florida tags because her her... I think her dad keeps the car registered in his name because the tags are cheaper and they don't have to pay the extra that's insurance what, that's each just year. That's it. As expensive as California is, it's cheaper to keep their license there on their cars, which kind of pisses me off because you know what, motherfucker? Those pay for our roads and you're using those roads mm-hmm. also. Actually, my, a lot of you are using those roads these days. My truck is due here in June and I think it's 74 bucks for the year. So you're avoiding the big taxes in your state, but then you're also avoiding the taxes in our state by registering the car back in your state. But now, isn't Kentucky a little different? At least I never had a car there. I was never of driving age, but I know you did. Didn't you have to pay for your tags and then pay a tax assessment at the end of the year on your vehicle? Uh, no, it was based on the blue book value, a percentage of the blue book value of your vehicle. But was that a second fee or was that just when you bought your tags? It's all lumped in together at once. Well, that's the way, kind of way it was in California. Well, that's the way like, it is a lot of places because the order yeah. your car gets, the cheaper the tag gets. Well, yeah, like here, I think our license, our actual tag fee is like 30, 40 bucks. At the other, see on the uh, truck, the other almost $500. Jesus for the Christ. Year. Mine's, so With the on, taxes my, and everything else. on my 28 Tundra limited edition, $74. On your 2020 Taco, it's like 600 bucks. 2021 but yes holy shit uh, it's five something i think the uh the the 2020 forcers in the upper fours right now to mid that's insane that's insane you ready to get kicking on down the news yeah let's kick on uh, down kick the news. on down the news joining us now from the digital 410 west news desk in las vegas nevada gordon abernathy gordon how you doing tonight Good. I've already uh, kind of covered one story, but we're going to move on to another one from Winky Dink News out of Southwest Florida. Traveling World War II boxcar and call your county teaches history of the Holocaust. Figured this one would be a good one to throw out there since Don's a, 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 a um, self or considered a, a World War II historian. Amateur. Not certified. A railroad bark boxcar parked in Collier County at the public library in the estates this month is a painful reminder of a tragic time in recent Western history. Yes, it is actually still considered recent. It's less than 100 years. Well, the fact that people who lived through it are still alive, it's recent. Exactly. We're trying to, f- according to Cody Rad- Radsmacher, mm-hmm. we're trying to fill our mission 
which is uh, to teach the lessons of the Holocaust and to inspire action against bigotry, hatred, and violence. And this gentleman, Mr. Radmacher, is the curator of the Holocaust Museum and Cohen Education Center. The boxcar is just uh, as it was during the Holocaust, and uh, you don't have to be an adult to see how dehumanizing it was for millions of Jews who were forced into them and then moved to concentration camps. We have even shut the windows to let the children see what it's like to be locked in a boxcar with the windows shut, according to Denise McMahon, who is a senior library supervisor. On a day like today, it's hot. And you know, there is no air conditioning, so it just really sparks sparks the questions. And that, McMahon says, leads to the discussion. Where was the air conditioning? Was there air conditioning? Were there restrooms? Well, there aren't any restrooms. So what did people do? Well, they made a mess of themselves, essentially. Uh, so it really gets people asking the questions, and the curiosity gets awoken. Uh, the goal is to spark discussions throughout about how what happened to just and just how humane it was. We're mm -hmm. trying to bring the experience, uh, experiences not only about the Holocaust, but other genocides to our community, according to Rodmacher. It helps uh, them understand that these things happen across the world. They happen today, and ultimately, through our collective action as a society, we can actually work against genocide. May is Jewish American Heritage Month, and this boxcar is part of a traveling display. The exhibit will be at the library through the end of May. And I don't know about you, Don, and I don't know if it's done today, but I remember being in middle school mm -hmm. in Hamilton Township, mm -hmm. eighth grade, watching the old black and white footage of what went on in those concentration camps. And I tell you, those images still stick in my head today. And if you head over to WTSPWorldWar2.com, currently on episode 116 and you take a trip on the way back machine to episode 16 this week i sit down with cody rodemacher curator of the Ho the holocaust museum and education center of southwest florida discuss their current presentation of the rebuilding the displaced persons in post-war europe that explores the, tr the tumultuous period across the content following world war ii millions of refugees who were on the move, had their homes destroyed in the fighting or had to flee their homes in war-torn territory. So, yes, back in 2018, I went down the Naples to the Holocaust Museum and Education Center of Southwest Florida and sat down with Mr. Cody Rademacher. And you can go visit that over at WTSPWorldWar2.com. Wow, See, I was ahead like of the... almost planned this thing. Almost. <laughs> No, I was frantically. I didn't remember. I'm like, why are you doing like episode one? No, I think it's like I know it was before episode twenty, and I finally tripped on it right when he got to it. So you know how your water level's going up. Mm -hmm. Ours is continuing to go down. And over the weekend, did they find another one? Two sisters exploring Lake Mead on Saturday found more than they expected: human remains. Well, at this point, they're they were expecting it because last week we already talked about. It, we already found two. This is coming in from eight new or KTNV Las Vegas. A lot of people lose their valuables out there, you know, glasses, keys, wallets, all kinds of stuff. Oh, I love the punny news. And according to uh, Lindsay Melvin, hey, uh, only local news can. I don't know. AP's pretty good at it too. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> On Sunday afternoon, Lindsay and Lynette, there's some alliteration for you. Added human skeletal remains to their list of finds in Lake Mead. That's going to happen to me and <laughs> Carrie one day. I'm telling you. We had to keep questioning ourselves, is this really 
real or not, according to Lynette. Like, are we sure it's not a sheep? Mm-hmm. You know, we do have bighorn sheep out here, mm-hmm. according to Lindsay. The two sisters were snorkeling originally, but said they switched to paddle boarding when the low lake levels hindered their adventures. Stopping uh, to explore the, a nearby sandbar, they didn't get further than 20 feet before the discovery. We kind of just kept digging around, and we thought it was a bighorn sheep at first, said Lindsay. As we discovered more and more bones, especially the jawbone, we realized this is definitely human. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's my bi- I do not want to find one at all, but I know yeah. it's going to happen. It's go- it has to happen. I'm waiting for that uh, World War II bomber to come out of the water. Uh, it's actually a lot of a lot of scuba dive. We got a lot of dive shops around here, and they said that right now people are just going out there to explore and see what they can find because you know the the mob history and you know you know everybody said they're buried in the desert but i tell you what after digging in the dirt out here ain't nobody buried shit because you got to have a jackhammer well not only that but if you want to get rid of a body you don't want to put it in the soil that's just going to mummify it (laughs) you want it to disintegrate you want fish to eat on it Absolutely. Going back to Lee County, Florida. Yeah. This is also from Wink News. Suspect Whoops, in a sorry. historic Lee County drug bust is held on no. more than $12 million by bond. <laughs> $100. A woman arrested a woman. in one of Lee County's largest drug busts is back behind bars. I hear my dog barking. Was she at a Lehigh? I uh, don't know yet. Let me get there. Be, probably, from what I understand. I don't know that area too well. Uh, after violating conditions of her release. Whoops. So she had been busted. And, you know, bad people making bad decisions like they always do end up doing stupid shit and, you yep. know, getting caught. So Melissa Cosio, 34, was arrested last year when in what Lee County Sheriff's called one of the largest drug trafficking operations in its history. On Tuesday, Cosio was back in court after a pretrial officer said she violated her release by tampering or damaging her GPS monitoring equipment. Oddly enough, it's probably a higher technology than what Russia uses. I don't understand why people do that, because, I mean, that's something you learn in high school. You don't mess with your, your freaking... Man, if you slide some baloney in there... I know, but everybody you can't knows read your you, alcohol. Don't mess, you don't mess with that shit. A judge on Tuesday set her new bond at a total of $12.1 million across eight drug trafficking charges. She said, hold not tight. One, I'm going to go down to Billy Bob's bail bonds. But eight. Yeah. I don't think her trailer is going to pay for this one. I'm guessing. It may not be a trailer. Anyway, uh, Cosio is one of six people arrested May 2021 following a month-long and months-long, plural, investigation into dra- trafficking by the LSCO. Lee County uh, Sheriff's Carmine Marcino said that the Cosio family was running a drug operation from their home in Avalon Lake Circle, located in Gateway. Ooh, wow. At they the time were, of their arrest. They had some money. Maybe they do got to me. At the at the time after the arrest, after the arrest, investigators found more than one million in cash, yep, twelve firearms, getting. multiple kilograms of cocaine, and what's the new deadly drug? Really, I was hoping you were going. I hope the I was hoping that the um, fentanyl wasn't in this. Fentanyl. <sighs> yep. 
They also seized several high-end vehicles that they believe were purchased with proceeds of drug trafficking operations that can only imagine have been turned into either undercover or dare vehicles by now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got that. And then one more Las Vegas story. My, my shit's falling. It's, I got a limp. Yeah. Um, I got to tighten it up right here. Yeah. We've had something unusual happen here in Vegas in a town where a lot of unusual shit typically happens. Mm-hmm. We had a mountain lion <laughs> sighted miles, in, what they call inland. It's, I mean, I'm on the edge of the desert where I'm at. I told you about the time where a kayak and Carrie looked up on the uh, bank and there was a coyote staring at her. Yeah, it's just a coyote. Um, yeah, but she never believes me when I tell her I'm running and I see coyotes, but now she believes me. They never it's believe. good. Now, now it's, it's seeing they'll a see. puma will be... Uh, One day they'll see how they always see you. You don't see them. Mm-hmm. It's an unexpected place for a mountain lion to pop up. A Spring Valley hey, neighborhood guys. got quite the surprise when one was spotted there on Monday. They closed the whole street down. It took maybe a couple of hours, according to Alex Romero, who lives in the area where the mountain lion was seen near Flamingo and Jones Boulevard. So Flamingo and Jones is probably just a few miles from the strip. Uh, maybe, maybe three. Three to four. Romero was surprised to see police cars and animal control by West Flamingo Park, where officers and game wardens searched for a, a loose mountain lion. <laughs> Better than a loose cougar. That is the same thing. But anyway, Romero says that he can't Wrong cougar. Believe... Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Looking for, for yeah. <laughs> a loose cougar. Gotcha. Can't believe the big cat traveled so far. No, never. It's too close to the strip. There's no way, according to uh, this lady. Doug Nielsen with the Nevada Department of Wildlife is also in disbelief. He said mountain lion sightings are not uncommon in the valley and are usually close to the foothills along Red Rock or major washes, kind of where I'm at. But to be honest Uh, with you, I was just happy to get a call that wasn't me getting a scorpion out of someone's bathtub. Yeah, right. That's got to be what the majority of their calls are, that and rattlesnakes. uh, Yeah, that's what... Uh, it's one thing I don't want to run into out there. I told Katina because we're going to start hiking twice a month this coming weekend. We're going to be up in the mountains where there are no rattlers, but I am going to buy a snake bite kit. You know, in all my times of doing reenacting and camping and all that, I am laying in the woods. I have never seen a rattlesnake down here. And you've got them. Yeah, we do. And you would figure laying in the woods, being all quiet and all that crap, I would come across them, but I haven't. Our two types is the old uh, Sidewinder and then what's called the Mojave Green. Sounds like uh, a strain so of something So this, uh, basically, this big cat, they think, traveled seven miles from Ooh. western outskirts. To see an animal this far in the valley, in the valley, in the Ballyhoo. valley, where it's documented and the sighting is confirmed, is pretty unusual for this guy's career. Uh, LVMPD, also known as Metro, Says um, uh, mountain lion was spotted but evaded capture after an extensive search. It was called off. So they still got it on the loose. These animals are more elusive than uh, people might think they are, according to Nelson. They said that's why the big cat was found so far inland. His best guess is fi- he was looking for food. Dude, we have got a historic drought right now. This mm-hmm. year we've got less rainfall than ever. So uh, it does concern me when Doggo goes out into the yard if nobody's home, in case there's a big cat around. Yep. Uh, because they will climb these walls easy. And, uh, there was a video on TikTok of a like a thirteen foot alligator just climbing up over someone's chain link fence. Like, please get out of my way. So Nelson says public should remain vigilant by keeping an eye on their backyards and keeping pets, especially small ones, inside the house. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh, something we plan on following. So yeah. we were actually kind of changing our, our method uh, when we leave. Now we're just going to keep him shut in the house. Sure. And that's all. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust an unsupervised dog in the backyard. I mean, hell, I lived in California, and someone's pit bull was stolen out of the front yard. What does that tell you? This concludes the evening news, and now back to the Act Computer Studio in Cape Coral. Got to get that fixed. Thank you guys for hanging out for another episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Uh, We want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out and downloading the show, and please share us with a friend. Uh, Let's get the word out and about and. as always, if you want to support the show and what we do here at the Digital 410 Media, please head over to d-410.com and click on the uh, Patreon link, like, subscribe, and I promise you here soon we will get an OG5 podcast. We've been derelict in our duty, but I've had a lot of life changes, so get off my back. Um, you can also buy T-shirts and like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Now, if you don't want to sign up for Patreon or buy T-shirts or do anything that's financial because, after all, we are in hard times here, I understand that, so... One of the easiest ways you can support the show is uh, go watch our YouTube videos and uh, just share us with a friend and give us reviews and all that good stuff. But until we see each other next week on... If you leave whiskey in a barrel for several I always do that. Wrong years, ones. the whiskey will get better. But the same is not true for people. I go to hit zero, but I hit O because that's what happens. But anyhow, until next week, hope you guys have a good one. And uh, enjoy all the fun things you have to enjoy. And uh, is next weekend Memorial Day or is that the following weekend? That's the end of the month. Yeah, anyhow. So we'll see you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. (laughs) 